The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balance Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Today, you've got me for a solo episode, and we are talking all things pregnancy. Thank you so much for all of your love and excitement on our announcement last week. I have been waiting, oh my gosh, what feels like so long to let you guys in on the news. For some reason, nothing in my life seems real until I can talk about it with you guys. You have all been such a big part of my life for 10 years. So if there's something really big that I have to hold in, I just feel like, okay, can I tell them yet? Can I tell them yet? And it has been such a blessing to finally be able to share the news. So thank you so much for every message, every comment, every DM, every everything, and just all of the well wishes that you've sent our way. If you haven't heard last week's episode with Jonathan, we are talking all about how we found out about the news, how long we were trying, how I knew from the second of conception that I was pregnant, and all of those kind of like firsthand details from the both of us, definitely check out that conversation. And today, I'm just going to talk all the stuff from my perspective, from the feminine perspective, because I am the one carrying this baby. So as involved as Jonathan is, and he's so involved, it's me who's pregnant, who's feeling all the things, whose life has been changed really in the last three months because of all the different things that I'm feeling and just carrying this little angel around with me. So I don't even know where to begin. I want to just share some of my thoughts and musings about the whole experience so far. And then we're going to do a Q&A. I put up a question box on Instagram. You guys sent in hundreds of really, really insightful questions. Some of you even messaged me and sent like 25 questions which were all so poignant and so good, both from people who are pregnant, which is always exciting because I feel like in this community, we go through so many of the same things at the same time, but also people who are trying to conceive, people who are trying to decide if they want to have children, and then people who know that they want to try to conceive in the future, but don't feel ready yet. And of course, there's many people who have had kids long ago who still send in their questions and thoughts. So wherever you are, you are right on time for your life. So don't feel like you should compare yourself to me or to anybody. But I'm just so excited to share my journey from my perspective it feels so crazy to be pregnant again and 
I just want to give you a little spoiler alert. I'm going to be super honest with you guys about the pros and cons, the wonderful things and the hard things of pregnancy. So if that's hard for anyone to hear, I just want to tell you now, I'm just going to be honest. I am such an optimistic person and I'm always putting a positive spin on every experience. But I also feel like I would be doing all of you and myself a disservice if I wasn't honest about some of the things that are challenging about being pregnant the second time. And also some of the PTSD from being pregnant the first time and from birth the first time. And now knowing that I'm on this whole journey again, which of course is exactly what I wanted and exactly what I hoped for but it doesn't come without its challenges. So that's the spoiler. We're going to be honest here. We're not just like looking through rose-colored glasses. We're going to talk about everything. So let's just back up a little bit. If you listened to the last episode with Jonathan, and then you know, I found out that I was pregnant two weeks after I knew in my heart that I was because the second that we conceived which I'm pretty sure was November 1st, which is wild because our five-year, wait, was it our five-year or our four-year? Okay. It was actually our four-year wedding anniversary was on November 2nd. So of course I was still ovulating on that day. Maybe we conceived on that day, but the second that we conceived, I felt so different. And I have to share this for all of the highly sensitive girlies out there. Those of us who feel everything shifting in our bodies, like the second that it happens, whether it be pregnancy, whether it be catching a cold, whether it be getting an intuitive download, I knew. And it was so crazy. And it was actually really different than when I got pregnant with Atticus. Because when I got pregnant with Atticus, I spent that whole two-week period having no idea and actually thinking that I wasn't pregnant this time. And maybe because it's the second time around, so my body knows what to expect. I had every symptom. I felt everything. (laughs) I was nauseous. I was sensitive to smells. My back hurt. My boobs were growing and in pain. My eye was twitching. That was like a telltale sign for me which I had completely forgotten that my whole first pregnancy, my left eye would twitch like all the time. And it was like a hormonal thing, especially because of how sensitive I am. But I never thought about that again after I gave birth. And then my eyes started twitching again. And it's like all of the memories of pregnancy came flooding back. And I just kept telling myself, I know that I am. And this is such a wild feeling because we had just started trying. I talked about this in the other episode, but it was so interesting because I really, really thought that I was going to be ready to start trying to have another baby when Atticus was about one and a half, which would have been earlier last summer. And that was because I am super far apart in age from my siblings, couldn't be further apart. I'm the youngest by so many years. And since the time that I was such a young child, I always knew that I wanted to have kids that were close in age that could grow up together, be siblings, share friends, all that kind of stuff that I always wished that I had in a sibling when I was younger. And 
I have to say this summer rolled around and my body, mind, spirit, and soul was like, hell no, hell no. I am not ready. I don't want to get pregnant. I just feel like I just had a baby. So I'm really happy that I listened to my gut and my intuition being so sensitive, which I suppose is an unlikely theme for this episode, is the fact that postpartum can last several years. And I think that's something I didn't know. Well, I know that's something that I didn't know before I had my first child. So being a year and a half postpartum, even though I had friends who were already getting pregnant again or had even given birth already again to their second child, I personally just knew without a shadow of a doubt, I'm not ready. I want to get super healthy in my body. I want to feel stronger again. I want to level out my hormones. With Atticus, I developed very, very severe inflammation. So I had rashes all over my body. Some of you may recall my lips were swollen and cracking, bleeding and rashing for basically two years. So I wanted to get all that under control because I felt like if I didn't, and if I did get pregnant again, all of that inflammation and everything else would completely spiral. And I just wanted to take care of my body first and foremost. And also I really wanted to continue to have that precious time with Atticus as my only child, especially before being pregnant again, because being pregnant, you never know how you're going to feel. So I knew that there was a decent chance that my first trimester, I could have felt really terrible and maybe couldn't be super present with Atticus. So I just wanted to put that off the whole summer. I was also wrestling with the whole anxiety medication question, which has been such a topic of debate on this podcast and something I've had the pleasure of talking to so many experts about and so many people who have been on similar journeys from Emery Hall to the anxiety MD to Gabby Bernstein. It's coming out next week and everybody inspired me so deeply. And I put so much pressure on myself to be the purest, cleanest, most holistic pregnant woman and mother. And in many ways, I am. That's a huge passion of mine. There are so many things that I will not do when I'm pregnant that a lot of people in the mainstream just do. I will be turning down a lot of things that they're going to recommend for pregnant women because I choose to live a pretty natural lifestyle. But something that I have learned, and I'm so proud to have learned this. I'm so proud of myself because I feel like I have come so far with compassion and understanding from a true level of wisdom, not from a I'm holding on so hard to, I need to be perfect. I need to be this certain way. I have to live and be this ideal version of a clean, holistic mother, but really from a place of true spiritual wisdom and intuitive. I'm going to listen to my body at this place in time to not just my body, but my mind, body, spirit, and soul at this snapshot in time versus trying to compare myself to my first pregnancy.
Okay. Where are all my dry January people at? Because I have the perfect drink for you. We are talking Heineken Zero Zero. Heineken Zero Zero is an alcohol-free option to the original Heineken that you love. I never thought I would have the opportunity to work with them. I remember drinking Heineken when I was in college. I was a huge fan, but I haven't had alcohol in so many years. I just didn't even think about beer for the longest time. But Heineken Zero Zero has 100% taste, but 0.0% alcohol. So that means that it is perfect for all of the times where you would like a beer, but cannot have the alcohol. If you're looking for post-workout drinks, now you can have them with Heineken Zero Zero. Or maybe you're going to a Friday night birthday party, but you have an early morning run. Now you can enjoy it, but without the alcohol. Or maybe, like I started this with, you're giving up alcohol for dry January without giving up drinking something that you love, and now you can have it. Heineken Zero Zero has 100% taste, 0.0% alcohol, only 69 calories, and now you can. Click the link in the show notes to buy now. Must be 21 or over to purchase. Please enjoy Heineken responsibly. And of course, tell me what you think. I know that you're going to love it. We have so many in our fridge right now. Jonathan's a fan. I'm a fan. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. I have decided to make 2024 my healthiest year yet, and I have been doing that with IQ Bar. I love IQ Bar's plant protein bars. They are a quick, diet-friendly, brain-boosting breakfast, and I also love to rehydrate with IQ Mix first thing in the morning, especially because I am pregnant right now, and I find that it is so hard to stay as hydrated as I would like to. So if your 2024 resolutions involve leveling up your diet, start right with IQ bars, brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. Get seven IQ bar flavors, four IQ mix flavors, and four IQ Joe flavors. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off plus free shipping. Just text BALANCED to 64,000. So a couple of things about the brand. All IQ Bar products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMOs, and artificial sweeteners. And whether you are running a marathon or running errands, IQ Bar empowers doers with superior brain and body nutrition. Their plant protein bars are packed with high quality ingredients to keep you physically and mentally fit. IQ bars are vegan, gluten-free, and low in sugar and carbs. And every flavor from chocolate sea salt to peanut butter chip to wild blueberry and more is absolutely delicious. And they also have IQ Joe, which is a jitter-free instant coffee packed with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine, brain-boosting magnesium, and productivity-enhancing lion's mane. IQ Joe comes in four delicious flavors, original black, vanilla spice, cafe mocha, and toasted hazelnut that tastes better than any brewed coffee. Refuel smarter in 2024 with IQ Bar's Ultimate Sampler Pack. That's seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix Sticks, and four IQ Joe Sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off of all IQ Bar products, plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text BALANCED to 64000. Get your discount, text BALANCED to 64000. 
that is balanced to 64,000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. If you're interested, you can listen to my many, many anxiety solo episodes and conversations that I had all throughout 2023. But I decided sometime in October of last year, after I briefly tried to wean off of my anxiety medication, that I just wasn't going to do that to myself and that I was the best version or I am the best version of myself I'm the best version of a mother. I'm the best version of myself as a wife, a daughter, a friend, a business owner, a creative person, a podcast host, etc. When I have this little boost from anxiety medication, this has been so healing to wrap my head around because I truly spent all of 2023 researching every single Reddit thread, every single Google search you could ever do about pregnant women and anxiety medication. I just wanted to learn it all. I talked to friends. I talked to doctors, healers, holistic doctors, everyone. And of course, I got such a variety of opinions. Everyone has a different opinion. So I had to come to myself and listen to myself first and foremost and tune out all the noise. So I did and I decided to stay on it. And so once I made that decision, that's when I knew that I was actually ready to start trying to have another child. And because I am an anxious person and because I think a lot about astrology and zodiac signs and also the time of year, the fact that Atticus's birthday is in December, my real, real like hope was to have a child in the summer because I would just love for them to have birthdays at the opposite time of year. I know it doesn't always work out that way, but it was just something that I felt I could really envision for my family. Atticus has this winter birthday. Our next child could have this summer birthday. They both have this really special time of year. We have a big chunk of time between their birthdays so they can feel really special. And on the level of being the mother, I'm so curious to experience what it's like to have a baby in the summer and be in my third trimester, like in the spring, heading into July, as opposed to basically almost giving birth on Christmas. Atticus was born on 12-21-21, all of my lucky numbers. And yeah, I was just really hoping for them to be two and a half years apart. So when we started trying... November 1st, as you now know, I had told myself many times, this could take a while. In very many cases, this could definitely take a while. So don't get too attached to a summer birthday. Don't get too attached to them being two and a half years apart. Definitely don't get too attached to the Cancer Leo cusp time of year because I am obsessed with Cancers and Leos. My mom's a Cancer my best friend's a cancer. Half of my family are July birthdays. And then Jonathan and my dad and the other half of my family are Leos. I love Leos. Leos are also really, really special to me. And I mean, I probably sound so neurotic to anyone listening who's not into astrology or family planning based on astrology. 
but I had learned so much from my first time being pregnant. I have to let that all go. If that's something that I really, really focus on, it's just going to be hard. It's not going to be good because the baby is going to choose what they are meant to be in the time of year that they're supposed to be born. And I just didn't want to set myself up for disappointment or anxiety. So I pretty much put that out of my head. And that's why it was truly shocking when we conceived and I felt everything and I knew that I was pregnant. I mean, I can't even tell you how surprised I was because when we got pregnant with Atticus, I think some of you might remember this, but I had two chemical pregnancies. And then on the third try, I got pregnant with Atticus. So the really interesting thing is that I have gotten pregnant every time that I've tried to get pregnant, meaning tracking ovulation, paying attention to the ovulation windows, having sex a lot within the ovulation windows and taking prenatals and just like really preparing my body for that phase. And those chemical pregnancies really did a doozy on me because there was a time when I believed I can get pregnant so easily, but I don't know if I can stay pregnant. That was kind of bringing me back to my first pregnancy. So now to, sorry, I'm going in such circles, but to get pregnant on the first try and to really have this feeling of like, I feel like this really stuck. I feel this implantation happening. This is so wild. It just really threw me for a loop to the point where I was just like, I cannot again get too attached to this. I just have to live my life. I don't know what's going to happen over these next several weeks. Let me just try to live my life. So even though I told Jonathan a hundred times, I know I'm pregnant. I feel everything. I swear to God, I'm pregnant. You're going to see in two weeks. Other than that, and other than telling Emery and Kira, who came on my podcast right during that time, and they were both pregnant, I pretty much kept it to myself because I knew that it was just too early to test, too early to talk about it, too early to get attached. And then, as you know from the last episode, I went to New York, took the test on a huge day of a huge meeting, got a positive test. I'm going to post that video of me flipping the test over at seven in the morning in my little hotel room and just being shocked because even if you know in your gut that you're pregnant, when you see that positive pregnancy test, those two vines or that digital test that says pregnant, I did both. It's shocking. It's like this moment that changes your life forever, forever. And of course, I kept it to myself for the whole week, telling a couple of friends, but not telling my family or Jonathan because I was determined to tell them in person. And with that, I could like tell you guys that whole story all over again. But I know we talked about that already. And I want to get to the new stuff in this episode. So just a little about the first trimester, where we are now, and then I'll start answering your questions. So we announced the pregnancy when I was exactly 12 weeks. And that was because I simply couldn't wait another day. I know a lot of people wait until 13 plus weeks because that's the official end of the first trimester or people wait even longer than that. And I'm just not one of those people. I have not a mysterious bone in my body and I just couldn't wait any longer. And also I feel like with the second pregnancy, 
you start to show a lot earlier. And so when I was at Atticus's birthday party over the weekend, like before I announced the final people who didn't know, they walked into the party and they were like, are you pregnant? Because it was just so obvious. And even though I don't have like a huge bump yet or anything, I'm only 13 weeks now. It's just obvious. And I also think people just start to have this certain aura about them or a certain glow. And so many of you wrote in and said, you have the glow. I knew it. Like I I knew it. I felt it. Hundreds of you sent that. And I'm not surprised because this community is full of very intuitive people. So I will say this first trimester has been so much harder than the last time that I was pregnant. And I think that can be attributed to a few different things. One of them, and I've only recently learned this. So if I'm the person to teach you this, I'm both sorry and happy to be the person to share the news with you. But apparently second pregnancies can be a lot harder for a lot of women. And I didn't know that. I actually kind of thought it was the opposite for some reason that your body just knows what it's getting into. So maybe it's easier. And maybe that's the case for a lot of people. But for tons of my friends who I've been talking to, they have all said, oh yeah, the second pregnancy was so much harder. And I think it's because your body knows that it's getting into something huge. So like the HCG can rise faster. At least that's what's been happening with me. That's the hormone, the pregnancy hormone. And that has been making me so nauseous. I have had completely debilitating migraines, which have given me compassion like no other for people who deal with chronic migraines. It's the most debilitating thing in the world because not only is it such a severe pain, but it makes you feel like you can't think. Like my brain, when I have a migraine, it feels like my brain is like bursting through my skull and I can't even remember what I had for breakfast, let alone write a chapter of my book or record a meditation or try to work or have fun with Atticus. That's what really sucks about migraines is like, I feel like it really wipes you out from being able to live life as opposed to my last pregnancy. The hardest part about my last pregnancy was that I had debilitating sciatica. And I thought that nothing could be worse than that in some ways, just the pain. And I really hope that I don't get sciatica again it's awful. Anybody who's dealing with it, I'm so sorry. But the the stuff in the head is so shitty because like I said, it just affects the way that you think. And then it's harder to think positive and all that kind of stuff. So I definitely have had a lot of stuff like that going on physically the first trimester. But what I'm focusing on is all the positive. All of the tests that we've gotten for the baby have come back positive. You know, everything's healthy. And that's what really matters at the end of the day. So anybody else who's in your first trimester, just remind yourself, and I have to do this every day as well, that this is a chapter in life. And it's really a very short chapter. It's a stage of life and it's not going to last forever. So if you're having a really rough time or you're pregnant and you just don't feel like you can hold the work that you're normally able to hold or be creative in the way that you normally are or be as social with your friends as you like to be, just know that it's not changing you forever. 
because it can always feel that way. Whatever we're experiencing, it feels like I'm going to feel this way forever. I have been forever changed because I decided to become a mother or something like that. And yes, you will be forever changed in so many ways, but the pain, the nausea, the complications, the feelings of the first trimester and all of pregnancy really, including postpartum and the fourth trimester are just a season of life. And I'm trying to look at it that way and just know this passes so quickly. And I actually don't want to wish away time because I am loving this phase of life where Atticus is two. He's talking. He's a whole being in and of himself. We're having so much fun. And I don't want to wish this time away because I know how hectic it will be when we have a newborn again and when we're not getting sleep in the same way and just everything's going to shift. It's just going to shift into a whole new stage. Okay, so I think a lot of you know that I have had insomnia for most of my life. And lately, I have been lying awake at night worrying and just thinking about all the different things that I have on my schedule for the next day between the pregnancy and work. It has been so hard to quiet my mind. So I have started adding magnesium breakthrough to my nightly routine, and I have been able to quiet my mind and get the best sleep ever. I wake up feeling refreshed and energized, and I know that you guys are going to love it. So unlike other magnesium supplements that might be giving you one to two forms of magnesium, magnesium breakthrough contains all seven forms of magnesium designed to help you calm your mind and help you fall asleep stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. Also, over 75% of the population is deficient in magnesium. And what most people don't know is that even if they're taking a supplement for magnesium, they're still deficient because they're not getting all seven forms. Magnesium breakthrough is the ultimate way to give your body all seven forms in one supplement. And not only does it help you sleep better, it also helps calm your mind and allows you to feel grounded and relaxed during the day and especially before bed. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to buyoptimizers.com slash balanced blonde. Do it now. Your body and brain will thank you. Again, that is buyoptimizers.com slash balanced blonde and use promo code balanced blonde during checkout to save 10%. I cannot believe that I am lucky enough to have this episode sponsored by Olive and June. I have been the biggest Olive and June fan for years. I love their founder, Sarah. She's incredible and so inspiring. And I also just love Olive and June's system. They have a manicure system, a pedicure system, and a press-on system. I've been into the Manny system because I feel so much better with the manicure. But I think you guys know this about me. I never take the time to sit at a nail salon. I just do it like twice a year. So my at-home manicure routine is with Olive and June. For their Manny system, they give you everything you need for salon-quality manicure at home, all in one box. They have salon-grade tools designed just for DIY. You can customize it with your choice of six polishes 
this polish doesn't chip and it lasts seven days or more and it breaks down to just two dollars per manicure how amazing is that I don't miss sitting still at the salon especially now that I am a mother of a toddler and I'm also pregnant I just feel like I don't have the time and space that I used to have so I love to be able to do them at home and I also love all of their colors their colors are a little fierce. They're very loving. They have colors like fierce and loving that stand out for all of the right reasons. They also have quick dry, which dries in about a minute and lasts for over five days. Visit oliveandjune.com slash balanced for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D for 20% off your first system. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. You're going to love it. I also have some really good days and I think they're coming more often now. So I'm really happy about that where I do have a burst of energy and I can go on a hike or run on the treadmill or catch up with friends. And of course I have things that I've been working on for work, like my meditation platform. And now, oh my gosh, now finally, anybody who's been waiting for the meditation platform, now you guys know why it's taken a few extra months. And it's because when I was planning to launch was when I found out that I was pregnant. And not only was I so excited about that news and prioritizing my body and our family and all that kind of stuff, but I also was so sick and so nauseous. And it really didn't feel like the time to be launching something so huge, which is my membership and meditation platform and something that's going to be the new face of TBB and the new future of my whole brand. So I'm still really excited about it. I'm going to have a solo episode coming out about it in the next couple of weeks and it will be launching. I promise. I promise within the next couple of weeks, but at least now you know. And I wanted to tell you all so many times, I'm pregnant. Like I have a migraine. I can't even move. That's why, that's why this thing is taking so much longer than I said it would. And then I thought it would. And again, that's a blessing because I believe that divine timing is everything. And now we're in the new year. We have a fresh energy. It's the year of the dragon. And I have learned like so many new techniques for healing, for pain, for anxiety, even for migraines and also for fertility. And I'm just in this very like maternal and nurturing phase of my life where I feel like, oh, that's where the meditation platform is supposed to be birthed from. And I can create new meditations that really align with that wisdom and that spiritual essence of the maiden to mother and also the mother of one to the mother of two. And I just think all of that is so powerful. I really, really, really believe in timing in that way. Yeah. So I'm really excited to enter my second trimester. I'm very thrilled to see whether this baby will be a Cancer or a Leo. And oh, the other thing I was going to say, we do know the gender. So many people asked and we will be sharing soon. Somebody asked me like, are you going to keep the gender a secret until the end? I think it's really fun when people do that. And for the same reason that I couldn't keep the pregnancy a secret, 
no, I don't think so. I'm just going to want to talk about it. And I don't want to feel like there's something that I can't say. Like I already feel like that now. If I were to say, girl, boy, like it would complete my sentence when I'm talking about this next baby. So I did the really early way of finding out, which is the sneak peek gender reveal test. You have it sent to your home and you just like prick your blood at home. You send it to them. They're based in San Diego. They literally send you your results within like 48 hours. So we had that sent to my mom, just like we did last time. And it's 99.9% accurate. But of course my OB was like, oh, that's just for fun. Like there's no way to know if that's scientifically accurate, but I a hundred percent believe in it. I really do. I think there's always room for human error. So we'll be getting the official gender test back from my OB. I think like before this episode comes out, but within the next couple of days. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure we know. And yeah, I cannot wait to share. You should send in your your guesses on my latest Instagram. And with that, I really think we should get into the Q&As because there's so many. You guys sent in some incredible ones. So let's get started. I'm going to keep them anonymous just because some of you are pregnant or trying to conceive and I know that can be personal. So we will keep some of that anonymous. How do you feel about this birth given how intense the last one was? P.S. Maybe skip the castor oil. Yes, you guys know me so well. So this is the part where I said, spoiler alert, I'm going to be super honest. This question definitely leads me into that territory because my last birth, for any of you who recall, was so intense. I almost gave birth in the car. I drank castor oil. I drank six tablespoons of castor oil mixed with orange juice, which is a midwife's brew, basically a natural induction. And I wouldn't recommend it unless you're way over your due date, which I was not. It just makes everything so much more intense and fast and painful. So I had been warned of all those things, but I threw caution to the wind and I did it anyway. And that's why I went from a two centimeters dilated to an eight and a half all within a couple hours at home. And it was super traumatizing because I didn't think we were going to make it to the hospital in time. And Atticus was coming out in the car and I was thrashing around with no seatbelt on. Like it was wild. And I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. It was like out of a movie. And then after he was born, like really his birth was beautiful because we did make it to the hospital. He was born so fast, lightning fast, which was really the dream. And even though we had complications later on because of his jaundice, it was a beautiful birth. But I was like blacked out for so much of it. I didn't even understand that I was giving birth until he was about to come out because I thought I was dying. And again, I don't wish that on anyone. So I feel like I do have a lot of healing to do around birth in general. I'm really curious to see and experience what birth is like without castor oil. If I can be so lucky as to not be back in the shoes that I was in last time with that natural induction or any sort of induction, if everything goes as well as 
as I hope it does, I would love to experience birth and labor with no castor oil. And then I can really be the judge and I can really tell you if castor oil does make it a million times more painful or if it's just that painful anyway. And I would love for this to be the birth that heals me, that heals my relationship with giving birth. And I know that Jonathan learned a lot after last time, aka the Just Relax video that has 35 million views. He learned what not to say and how to like take care of me and also how to recognize the signs of being in transition, which is not even labor. That's like when the baby's actually coming out. So long story short, I really feel like I have some healing work to do around that. I would love to do that with a somatic healer, a somatic therapist, and just learn some new techniques. Like I'm interested in hypnobirthing and meditation before birth. Like my goal is to get to the hospital so early so that I can set up my music, my meditations, my essential oils, dim the lights, everything that I did not get to do last time. And yeah, so I'm nervous about birth. That's that's the truth. I was up in the middle of the night the other night and, you know, just having insomnia, regular Jordan insomnia. And it hit me. Oh, oh, wow. I'm like seriously going to be giving birth again. And it's such an amazing thing and such a beautiful thing. And after doing it once and having the experience that I did, I'm just really eager to see how it will be different this time and to see how this baby chooses to enter the world. So I'm going to be doing a lot of preparation mentally, physically, spiritually, and I will be sharing that with you guys. But yeah, physically, don't underestimate the way that you can prepare. I want to be so much stronger this time with exercise, Pilates, lifting weights, working with a pelvic floor specialist. And I think all of that can really help too. By the way, I am so out of breath. And that was another of my first pregnancy symptoms that made me know that I was pregnant. So just bear with me because it's it's a real thing. Amazing question. What lessons do you think that this pregnancy is teaching you? So far, I feel like so many things because I found out that I was pregnant on the same day as this really big work meeting. It was something that I have been manifesting and calling in for years. And the fact that this pregnancy came into my life, the news of the positive test on the same day was so wild. And it immediately shifted my perspective from being so attached to this thing with work that I've been manifesting in my career for so long to like immediately shifting back to my family and to being a mother. And I feel like I really needed that because it's been really hard for me in some ways to reconcile being a working mom and caring so much about my career and having this public facing image and also having the most important thing in my life being Atticus and always trying to blend those things together. 
and often feel like I'm coming up short because I never feel like I spend enough time with him. And I also never feel like I have enough time to be creative and work on my career. And this trip to New York was really like such a gift to myself for my work. And at the same time, I was immediately grounded and rooted back into this maternal energy. So if you think about it from a spiritual perspective, how I had that meeting on that day and this baby, this spirit baby, oh, I have chills. I have so many chills, like head to toe. Talking about this, the spirit baby was like, I'm here too. You're not alone. I'm going into this meeting with you. You're so tethered to your family, your purpose is being a mother. And so whatever happens with this work thing, it doesn't really matter. Like it's amazing to have goals and I will always have career goals and I can't wait to see what my career brings both as a mother and just for me personally. But this was just such a powerful reminder that being a mother comes first and it just shifted everything. Like it made me less nervous about the meeting. It made me less anxious about the outcome because I immediately had something so much more important to me to focus on. And secondly, this pregnancy has taught me even way more than my first, the importance of slowing down. And I feel like my first pregnancy didn't even have to teach me that because that was the main lesson of chronic illness and Lyme disease. So Atticus wasn't really coming to me with that lesson. But this pregnancy, so much has changed in my life over the last several years. I mean, it's been just about three years since I became pregnant with Atticus. And I was just healing from chronic illness back then. And now I'm healthy and I live a healthy life and I'm super active and I have so much going on. And this pregnancy, because of the two week long migraine, as well as the nausea and just having to be so careful of the foods that I've eaten because everything was making me feel sick, just be so mindful about taking care of my body. First and foremost, it's been such a lesson. So like all of January so far, I've been in bed because I've had a migraine. And so many times like it's frustrated me. And then I remember this baby is teaching me the importance of slowing down and that without our health, we have nothing. And I feel like this baby in particular wants me to know the importance of slowing down and being more efficient with my time, as well as this baby is really helping us manifest our home. We have had two really close encounters with the perfect home coming into our lives, even since after the new year. And they haven't been the perfect home. So they've been more of like a test, as my friend Lacey would say, a test from the universe, but we're so close. And I feel like this baby has really, really powerful manifestation energy. Will I have a doula again? Will I have the same doula who will be part of my birth team? So I still have to speak to my doula. You guys know my doula, Patty. She was on the podcast in 2022 and she's wonderful. She was such an asset to us with my first pregnancy. And it was through Patty that I met all of my closest mom friends and her community. She has something called Uma Mother. 
And in Uma Mother, we all did yoga together. We've raised our babies together. It's been so special. I have to talk to Patty because Patty is also a Vedic meditation teacher. And she's in India right now. And that's a huge part of her life right now. And I know that she she's still a doula, but it's just not something that she does as frequently. So I want to talk to her. Either way, she's a huge part of my life. We'd love to have her as a doula again. I think I will definitely also have the same postpartum doula, Alayla. She is an angel. I'm actually ordering meal delivery from her right now because she also does meal delivery. And as a postpartum doula, she does these beautiful Ayurvedic massages and helps bring your body back into balance and does belly binding and all these things. That was just so healing after I gave birth. And my times with Alayla were some of the only times in those early weeks and months of having a newborn that the time was just for me where I really carved that time to be completely alone. I had, you know, usually my mom watching Atticus, like everything was taken care of and I could just meditate on the table. I could sleep on the table and I needed that time. So I highly recommend having a postpartum doula if you have the ability or at least giving yourself that time to take care of yourself. Was I nervous to share the news with any friends and family because of fertility issues or things that can come up? So I think I was nervous to share the news in some ways because it's just such big news that like walking into tell my parents or tell some of my best friends, I just felt like it was this massive elephant on my shoulder until I told them. And I was so excited to tell them. You guys know this from the last episode that I did. Telling people and telling friends and family has been my favorite part of this whole experience. But also it shocks me that sometimes it would make me super nervous. Like when we were walking into Atticus's birthday party, there were like five friends that I still hadn't told. And the fact that I was like, I had a migraine and I was trying to gather my energy to like get to this party and make it as special as possible. And then I was like, oh my God, I still have to share this news with people who are really, really close to me. It made me feel really nervous for some reason because it just felt like this is just such big news. And the second that you say it, like everything changes and it's just, it's like a shocking bomb to drop on people in the best way. But like sometimes you're not in the mood to like drop a bomb, you know? So I totally understand. I wasn't necessarily afraid to share the news because of fertility reasons or because of like the fear of something going wrong because I always have made the decision to tell people who I would want to know if something were to go wrong with the pregnancy. Like I told my sister and my niece, Isabella, within days of finding out. And I was like, you guys, I'm only four weeks. Like after they were getting so excited and they were like, what? You're only four weeks. And I was like, well, I had to tell you. And if anything, God forbid happened, like I still want you to know. And so I try to think of it that way, but like I wouldn't announce it publicly or shout it from the rooftops that early on because of course, like you only want the people to know who you really want to go through that experience with if something were to go wrong. So that's something that I try to keep in mind. And yeah, it's just fun to share the news. It's such a big deal. 
Okay. Next question. Do we know how many kids we want to have in total? Okay. So I've always said, always, always that I've wanted to have three kids. I have met all of their souls, all of their spirits. I know all of them so well, boy, boy and girl. Like I never knew the order of the other two, but as you know, it's either a boy or a girl coming next. And if we weren't to have that third child that like I know so well in my heart and my mind's eye, I don't know that I would feel complete. But also, I don't know, I'm being pregnant again. It really puts such perspective on everything because at the moment I... I do feel like very relieved that this could be my final pregnancy, if I'm being honest. Like I knew the whole time I was pregnant with Atticus, I'm going to have more kids. Like this is my first pregnancy and not my last. And this time there's like some kind of really wonderful relief of knowing I'm bringing two children total into this world and what a gift. And if I stop it too, that's freaking perfect. And if we decide to have three, that's also amazing. But I don't know. I feel this very uncanny sense of potential completeness, which surprises me. However, maybe we'll still have three. It also depends on a lot of factors. Like Atticus was a really easy baby. He's a dream child. And if we have another baby like that, then maybe, yes, we'll feel like we have this space. But sometimes a child comes into your life and there's such a freaking handful and all children are handfuls, but like, you know what I mean, that we could feel done in that way. I also want to give my kids the best life imaginable. Like I want them to just have every opportunity and every ability to go on vacation, to get an amazing education, to live in a beautiful home to have so many experiences, any experience that they want to have really. And I know that the more kids you bring into this world, the less resources there can be. And I've never, ever let that hold me back from doing anything. And I'm not going to let it hold me back now. But it's definitely the pragmatic side of me thinks like a family of four can do anything. Like you can be in any car. Like you don't have to get a mom van if you don't want to. All those things. But I think it's just because that's the stage that I'm in is that I'm about to have my second child. So I can only really think about having two kids. I could also see having two kids and then waiting like four years or something and then having another. So ask me in a couple years. Let's see. Next question. Are you thinking of having a home birth this time? To be honest, no. And like I said, I used to put so much pressure on myself to be the perfect, holistic, crunchy mom. And I'm so proud of all the decisions that I've made for my family that are very natural and rooted in holistic medicine. And that's just such a huge passion of mine. But I personally don't feel drawn to having a home birth. And I think it's because I have had surgeries on my uterus which required me to have a hospital birth the last time. And I just want to do that again. I just know intuitively that I feel the most comfortable in a hospital. And that doesn't mean just because you're in a hospital that you have to get an epidural. You can still advocate for yourself, speak for yourself and have a very 
medication-free birth if you choose. So maybe I will. But I also know that last time the epidural saved my actual life and also made the birth itself just so much more enjoyable and so much more wonderful in every way. So I'm very, very open to doing another epidural. So no, and I I know that this might disappoint certain people listening, but I'm really not thinking of having a home birth. There was a point in time after I had Atticus in the hospital where I did consider, ooh, maybe it would be so special to have a home birth. I know how strong I am. I basically almost had Atticus in the bathtub at home anyway. And then I literally had him in the car and that was just chaotic, but I know that I'm capable. But yeah, I just feel intuitively like I'm meant to work with this OB for whatever reason. I love my OB. I'm going to have the same OB as last time. We have differing views on a lot of different things, but he's very respectful of me. He's respectful of my choices and yeah, the things that I refuse and the things that I won't do. He's always very respectful of. And yeah, I just feel really close to him. So that's what I want. And like I said, I want to get to the hospital really early this time and just have a lot more free reign over the situation. Do I have an intuitive feeling about the gender? So yes, even though we know the gender, I also felt and knew the gender from the second of conception, which was the other crazy thing. Like I was 150% positive. And then I spoke to my Chinese medicine doctor, who's an intuitive, and she confirmed exactly what I thought. So then I was like, double convinced. And so when we found out and it was exactly what I thought and what my Chinese medicine doctor thought, it was almost just like confirmation of something that I already knew, which was such a cool feeling. So again, leave your guesses on my Instagram, boy or girl. I can't wait to tell you guys. It'll be soon. Okay. What helps your body prepare for another baby? I'm working on it. So many of you have said that you're trying to conceive and that's so exciting. So I always start by taking a prenatal. I take one from this brand, also from my Chinese medicine doctor called Biotics Research. I can put it in the show notes. It's not like one of the trendy brands that I feel like everybody takes on Instagram. And I love those brands too. They were actually founded by like people that I know and dear friends of mine. And you can't go wrong with any of those really popular ones right now, like Ritual and Needed. But I take Biotics Research because it is a packet of several different prenatals that you need from, let's see here, I can read it straight from their website, from methylated B12 to manganese, copper, selenium, zinc, magnesium, fish oil, potassium, chromium, omega-3s, like so many different things that you need. And my Chinese medicine doctor swears by it and says that it's really like the only full spectrum prenatal that she recommends. And it's interesting because when I took it last time with Atticus, there were like 10 pills per packet. And now there's only like five or four. So I think they've condensed their formula, but it's worked really well for me. Atticus couldn't be healthier. I took it before conceiving, during the whole pregnancy, and then also postpartum. So prenatals are my top tip. Also exercise, rest, hydration, living as stress-free of a life as possible. 
acupuncture is incredibly helpful. Any type of body work. I'd been seeing a chiropractor three times a week before conceiving. And then for men, they say not to go in the sauna too much. Don't get that sperm too hot. Jonathan still saunas a lot. I think he must have the strongest sperm ever. And he also takes a lot of supplements, like all sorts of, I'll have to actually ask him what he takes, but he takes a lot of vitamins and minerals and things that are specifically for men and men's hormones. And I know that they've helped him a lot. And just be easy on yourself. Your body's going to do what it's meant to do. And if you end up needing to get support from some kind of fertility specialist, that's amazing too. There's so much help out there now. And whatever your journey ends up looking like is going to be perfect for you. Okay. Somebody says, congratulations. How is your anxiety this pregnancy? Honestly, it's pretty good. And that's why I am so happy that I decided to stay on my anxiety medication. I'm just really proud of myself because it was not an easy decision. It took me a year to come to. And ultimately, I decided that a calm and happy mother is a stable and grounded place for my baby to grow. And that's what I really cared about the most. And I'm really happy because there have been countless situations that would have normally been very panic inducing, very anxiety inducing. In fact, I have a call in an hour that I am so nervous about, but I also feel really calm overall just because my baseline is now so much calmer. And it's not just because of the medication. It is the endless amounts of work that I've done on myself, the therapy, the brain reprogramming, the meditation, everything that I've incorporated into my practice and my toolbox over the last couple of years. So anxiety has been pretty good this pregnancy. I've definitely had a couple of things that I've worried about and panicked about, which I will not get into because they're super specific. But I would say for pregnancy and the way that hormones get heightened and the way that everything tends to elevate, I am doing so well in terms of anxiety. And I'm really, really happy about that. Somebody asks, how did you hide the bump in photos? So, okay, I've been dying to say this. Even though in our announcement photos, the bump is very prominent. I swear, when I was pregnant with Atticus and then this time around, my bump just grew for the photos. And I think it was also like the end of the day. And at the end of the day, I look so much more pregnant than I do earlier in the day. So I just like miraculously had such a bump to show for the photos, which I really wanted. But also in my daily life, it's pretty easy to hide by just wearing like a baggy t-shirt with yoga pants, stretchy pants. So it wasn't that hard to hide in photos. There were a handful of photos, especially over Christmas that I just couldn't post because that's when I could really tell. And I was wearing this like kind of loose fitting dress. And I was like, oh my God, that's like a maternity dress. So it wasn't that hard to hide. Although I will say at least 200 people (laughs) said to me over the course of like two months, oh my God, are you pregnant? And I don't know if it's because they caught wind of a little bump in some of my outfits or if they just felt the aura or what. But like I said, you guys are very intuitive. And then there's just a lot of photos that I didn't post. And then a lot of what I posted on my Instagram from like the holidays into the first week of the year were old videos. Like 
videos that I pulled from when I was in Costa Rica or videos of just Atticus. And it was just the perfect template to post what I wanted to say without posting something recent. So I'm pretty sneaky, pretty sneaky. Okay, next question. Let's see here. Are you still dealing with Lyme? Feel like I'm still healing and so inspired to be pregnant one day. A lot of people ask that question and it's so hard to say. It's so hard to say because I haven't done a blood test in a long time to say for sure whether I have Lyme in my system or not, because that's just something that I have chosen to do for myself is to take a step back from focusing too heavily on being sick or identifying with a chronic illness or anything of the nature. So I don't know. What I can say is most of my symptoms, if not all of my symptoms, are so much better than they used to be. For years, I struggled so intensely. And in the beginning of this pregnancy with the migraines and the nausea, it reminded me of when I was chronically ill and reminded me of what it's like every day to fight your body and to have no control or very little control over your well-being and what you're able to do during the day. So being bedridden again is always a little triggering, not fully bedridden, but spending a lot of time in bed this pregnancy. So my advice to you is that you will know intuitively when you're healthy enough to start trying to have a baby. I just knew the switch flipped in me before I had Atticus. And it was just something that I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I can do this. My kids are going to be healthy and I'm in a good place and I'm not going to live in a way where Lyme rules my life. So that was pretty powerful. But also I could do a whole episode on this because I have so many thoughts and much of it was really spiritual and energetic. The ways that I knew that I had healed from Lyme as much as I hoped that I had. We got to do a whole episode. Tell me if you would like to hear it. Pregnancy and parenting books that I recommend. So I really haven't read that many pregnancy and parenting books. The first time around, like I had a lot of friends who gave me books, gave me their favorite books. And I learned some interesting things. I specifically liked the books from certain doulas and midwives just about how to have a healthy pregnancy. I think those are really important. I love the book, The First 40 Days, which talks about the first 40 days postpartum. And then The Conscious Parent by Shafali Sawberry. I never know if I'm saying her last name right. She's actually supposed to come on the podcast and I hope that we can make that happen. But that's like the only parenting book that I really recommend. The Conscious Parent is so amazing. Now that I have a toddler... I can really like dive into that full on because when you first have a newborn, I just want to let some of you know this. If you don't have any kids yet, you're not going to be like reading the parenting books because having a newborn is so different than like raising a child. And I think that's what's so beautiful about having a baby and pregnancy is like the initiation to motherhood. And then having a newborn is the initiation to parenting. And of course, you're still parenting, like you're still making all of your child's decisions for them. Maybe sometimes it's big decisions like Jonathan and I had to make all these big medical decisions for Atticus when he was first born. However, like the real parenting, I feel starts when they're toddlers. That's when now when we're dealing with like big emotions and 
being nice with your hands and being nice to your friends and not talking back to your parents. And like, obviously he's still so young, but that's when we can really put our parenting skills to the test. So we're doing that now. And oh my God, I have so many more things that I want to say. I don't even know where to end this. I'm going to do a quick, quick answer of nausea tips. So just rest as much as you can. Eat a little bit throughout the day. For me, eating like some kind of healthy equivalent to saltines, like all throughout the day, not getting too full because when I would eat too much and get too full, I would get horrible heartburn and indigestion. That's a good nausea tip. Avoiding like nightshades and citrusy foods. And for me, avoiding things that were like really, really flavorful or spicy was really helpful. So I highly recommend all of that. And do we already have our name picked out? Yes, we do. Feel free to guess, especially after we share the gender. But of course, we're going to keep it a secret until birth, just like we did with Atticus. But yes, I have basically had my children's names picked out since I was in middle school. And then Jonathan and I actually picked this particular name together. And we love it. We picked it many years ago. And we've been referring to our three potential kids by name for all these years. With that, thank you for listening to this solo episode. I love you guys so much. If you haven't listened to last week's episode with Jonathan, it's such a good one. I love it. The episode actually went kind of viral because he's just so funny. And there were so many little post-worthy tidbits and things on TikTok and Instagram. And for anybody out there who is also pregnant, we're on this journey together, baby. And for anyone who's trying to conceive, I am here for you. I know that it can be a rough journey. Don't compare yourself to anyone. Your baby is on its way. And also, I just have to shout this out. I put this in my blog the other day, but JC Marie Smith, who is becoming a household name. (laughs) She's amazing. She also has a Dear Media podcast. She did this whole series on YouTube of her IVF journey. And she announced her pregnancy the day before I announced mine. I've never been so happy for someone who I barely know. She's so incredible. Her and her husband are going to be the best parents. They've been on a four plus year fertility journey. And If you're looking for someone to expand you who has had trouble conceiving, I would recommend checking out all of her content on YouTube and then also her podcast, which is called What We Said. And then finally, if you're looking for someone to expand you who has had chronic illness and has healthy pregnancies, healthy babies, that's me. So I'm happy to inspire and I will never forget where I came from, which was the world of Lyme and chronic illness. And I'm still with all of you guys holding your hand. And I love you all. It's my maternal era. So I'm here to hold you and be there for you. And I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. And we'll talk soon. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.